Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number 72. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is D.G. Hollums. We're here today to discuss all kinds of great goodness. <laughs> we really have no idea what we're going to talk about. D.G.'s got a video from the Conan O'Brien show that he yeah. wants to share. Yeah, it's funny. Sparks some conversation there, and then we got some voicemail feedback. Okay, cool. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So, DG, that, how are you doing this week, man? Stuff. I'm doing good, man. Doing really good. Podcamp Nashville's coming up this weekend. I'm oh, super gosh. hyped about heading down there. Yeah, I can't make it. Sorry. You should come down, man. Just stop everything and go. And <laughs> yeah. it, it's so fun to see. Honey, I'm leaving. Bye. Super geeks from other cultural communities and stuff. Not that yeah. like it's a whole new culture in Nashville, but it is. Well, to a certain extent, yeah. It, it is, because it's Music City. I mean, it, it it's one thing for us. You know, you can walk into our house up here, and we've got a little studio in, 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 our, in our basement, and we're like, people are like, dude, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> it's like, they got, I mean, everybody's got a studio in their basement in Nashville. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm like well, recording studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a podcast studio, it's recording studio. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's like you got a mic for your for your voice, then you got another mic for your guitar. and your Exactly. And, yeah. So you, I mean, everybody that's down it. in Nashville should be podcasting. Yeah, that's, you know, that's why you need to go there, because that's where you're going to do all the best of your equipment sales. That's right. <laughs> that's, those people. that's right. I've taken my business cards. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this weekend I'm actually going to go and listen to Phyllis Tickle's talk. Uh, she's actually at uh, Church of the you Redeemer. You see that? You always say her name, and every all I think of is Phyllis Diller. Phyllis every Diller. time, yeah. Most people think, "Ah, uh-huh, he said Tickle." No, I, I said Phyllis Diller. Do you know who Phyllis Diller is? Yeah, the uh, actress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Phyllis Tickle. She's at some place. She's at uh, the. To the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati. I think you already just recently seen her speak somewhere. Yeah, we saw her speak in Memphis um, a while. Are back, you guys Phyllis Tickle groupies now? No, I, I just think that she's she's saying something that um, now I don't necessarily completely agree with, but she's saying something that needs to be addressed in the church. Okay. Um, so if you are anywhere near Cincinnati area and uh, want to go to that, it's free as well. You don't have to pay any money for it. <clears throat> but it's it's going to be it's going to be it's just gonna be, she's basically talking about Christianity. No, no, um, the 21st century Christian. Okay. And just talking about, you know, what's, what's the future Christian look like and, um, and things like that. And how do we live as Christians within the future? Gotcha. So it's going to be cool. Cool. So DG, you have this video for us. Do you want to set it up before I hit play? Uh, sure. That's fine. Uh, this is just a, uh, this is, <laughs> this is a comedian, uh, Lewis CK, who's talking about the spoiled generation um, that's going on right now, and it's it's hilarious. It's funny. Anybody's actually making a really good statement of what um, of what's going on, at least in the West, right now. So, all right, well, let's check this out. Back then, yeah, those were simpler times. I think. I just feel like we may be going back to that. By the way, but uh... in a way, good because when I read things like the foundations of capitalism are shattering, I'm like, maybe we need that. Maybe we need some time where we're walking around with a donkey with pots clanging on the sides. You, you think know? that would just bring us back to reality? Yeah, because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. 
We had a phone that you had to stand next to, and you had to dial it. Yes. Do you, you realize how primitive, you're making sparks <laughs> in a phone, and you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers, because it was more, it was right. like, oh, this guy's got two zeros, screw that guy, why do I want to... <laughs> <laughs> And then if, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring, lonely, by itself. And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank. For, when yes. it was open for like three hours. <laughs> to stay in line, write yourself a check like an idiot. And then when you ran out of money, you'd just go, well, I can't do any more things now. Right. Right. I can't do any more That's things. That's it. Yeah. That was it. And even if you had a credit card, they'd, the guy would go, ugh, and he'd bring out this whole shunk shunk, and he'd write, yes. oh, you have to call the president to see if you had any money. And it's all true, kids. You had to call the president, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yes. Do you feel that we now, in the 21st century, we take technology for granted? Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the, on the crappiest generation of just spoiled <laughs> idiots that don't care, because this is what people are like now. They got their phone, and they're like, ugh. It won't... Give it a second! Give it, it's going to space! Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light too slow for you? The speed of light too slow for you? That is great. I was on, a, I was on an airplane and there was internet, high-speed internet on the airplane. That's yes. the newest thing that I know exists. And I'm sitting on the plane and they go, open up your laptop, you can go on the internet. And it's fast and I'm watching YouTube clips. It's, I'm in an airplane. And then it breaks down, and they apologize, the internet's not working. The guy next to me goes, this is bull****. <laughs> like, how quickly the world owes him something yes. he knew existed only 10 seconds ago. Is this not a great commentary? <laughs> yes. It's so good. It's good. It gets better. <laughs> it's short, guys. I'm sorry. It's only four minutes long, so we're halfway through it. Flying is the worst one, because people come back from flights, and they tell you their story. And it's like a horror story. It's they act like their flight was like a cattle car in the 40s in Germany. That's yeah. how bad they make it sound. Right. They're like, it was the worst day of my life. First of all, we didn't board for 20 minutes. And then we get on the plane and they made us sit there on the runway for 40 minutes. We had to sit there. Oh, really? What happened next? Did you fly through the air incredibly <laughs> like a bird? Did you partake in the miracle of human flight, you non-contributing zero? <laughs> you're flying! You're flying! It's amazing! You non-contributing zero. Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, Oh my God! Wow! Yes! <laughs> you're flying! You're, you're sitting in a chair... In the sky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, is that that awesome? That is awesome. Now, Louis, but, but it doesn't. It doesn't go back a lot. <laughs> Talk about the chairs. And the chairs really. You know, here's the thing. People like they say there's delays on flights. Delays yeah. really. New York to California in five hours. That used to take 30 years. <laughs> To do that, and a bunch of you would die on the way there and have a baby. You'd be a whole different group of people by the time you got there. <laughs> now you watch a movie and you take a dump in your home. Yeah. <laughs> Nicer way to say it than that, but yeah, a, no. <laughs> that is good stuff. So I mean, I, of course, the guy is saying it as you know, he's a comedian. He's gonna he's gonna do use humor, 
But I think it's an excellent commentary on the culture that we live in today, at least in the West. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, well, and what makes it so funny is that it's true. I mean, it, it, we're laughing at ourselves and in our own non-contributing zero-ness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I just, I love that. He's like, you're sitting in a chair in the sky. In the sky. <laughs> but I just, it really does make me think, okay, okay, church. Let's let's take this commentary home. And you now, you know, you went from preaching to Midland, you know, this is <laughs> But seriously, like, is is it really that important that your cushion is that is that comfortable? Exactly. You know, or that style of music is something you really like? There's there's no question about that because I I I admit to being one of those people that at times will sit there and be be very critical. I'll I'll walk into the to the church and I'll sit down and I'll look at the and it's like man that lighting is just a little bit off, you know or <laughs> or gosh man what is wrong with the guy in the uh, in the sound booth? Has he got peanut butter in his ears? <laughs> I mean this is blowing my eardrums out, and you know and oh, gosh I can't even hear. The the person in the background singing i mean come on yeah. and so I, I, yeah. I do that you know and, and and i and i recognize sometimes i recognize i'm doing it when i'm doing it oh yeah and and at the same time there'll be times where it's like you know it's like hey where can you participate or where can you plug into this church and into this ministry and i'm like what yeah. i'm not and, yeah. and, and and that i my favorite line in that and of course i had not seen this until just now and, right. and heard it but uh you you bunch of non-contributing zeros <laughs> that is yeah. that is a great summary of what i feel much of our church is right a right. bunch of non-contributing zeros and and i'm not going to point fingers but and this is in every church this isn't oh sure this it's, isn't a big church small church catholic church this uh, is protestant big C church wide yeah. this is this is everywhere in the church you you for the most part on average everywhere have 10% of the people doing 90% of the work within any of the churches as far as serving and outreach and ministering to one another mm-hmm. and the rest of us and 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 I include myself in the rest of us sometimes. I sometimes I'm in that 10%. Right, right. And I and I'm trying to get into that 10% more often than not. But I'll still admit that there are times that I'm just a non-contributing zero and right. God is convicting my heart of that. It's like, yeah. "No, I want you in the game. I want you I want you participating in this and I want you to be a part of of seeing the all in what I'm doing." And right. I'm one of those guys that every time I get into a plane, I want to be by the window and I am yeah, gawking every single time. It's Are like <laughs> I am so in awe of of my floating chair, man. Right, and they're like, and they, <laughs> this is this is just me. I'm, I'm right there with you. I always want a window seat. I don't care if I have more room with the aisle. And I'm a big guy. I want the I want the window seat, man. I'm a kid in a candy store. I'm yeah. looking at that, going, man. I wish I could just walk on that one right there. Or just you know, I could fall down and still be cool, and I'd be laying down there. And <laughs> but it, it always kills me. They're like, you must turn off electronic equipment. I'm like, but I want my camera. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that was the thing that always frustrated me because I don't want it for my iPod. I don't want it for my computer. I want it for my camera so mm-hmm. I can turn my camera on and take pictures. And I know there's no radio frequencies in my camera that's going to interfere with anything. Man. Chef um, Mark takes pictures of video uh, when he's taking off and, and landing all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to do it when I had like a little, my little tiny camera. I had like a little, uh, just a kind of a pocket camera that would do video. And I used to do the video of that too, landing and taking off and yeah. pointing it down there and, the, you know, just say, the captain just said that that's mountain so-and-so, you know? 
yeah. No, um, I just heard. Well, this is not a talk technology show, is it? Anyway, I was just about ready to share that I had heard last week that the very first airline in Europe has allowed cell phone usage while oh yeah while flying, while flying. Now and stuff. That's cool. So well, you know, t- to bring it back for you, yeah, let's do that. Uh, it is very frustrating. I think that I think Christianity and I think Christians in general in the West. I really am not talking about China or something yeah, like that. Absolutely um, not. In the West, we have created this atmosphere that we have forgotten the fact that we serve a God that that desires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like put your child up on an altar, <laughs> sacrifice, or kill your dog, sacrifice. I'm saying you personally giving of yourself, of your time, of your family, of your heart, of your life, of your money, uh, everything to the kingdom and to Christ and to others. Right, you know, including to others, and I and I, and I think that we have just sadly, it's for some reason uh, over time, last uh, hundred to two hundred years, we have just slowly gotten to such a consumeristic mindset that it's not just affecting the stuff we want; it's it really is a selfish, you know, issue, a yeah. selfish problem. It's so much more than just wanting stuff and having stuff. Now, yeah, it really is. Well, this, you know. We've we've personalized Christianity so much that we've forgotten the fact that it should, it should be communal and it should be sacrificial. And um, and I think those other things, I mean, getting blessed by, by you, you receive blessing through your sacrifice. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just like I, I realize that sounds really funky and weird to someone who's not a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> I get that part. But you can also see that there are people in the world that are not Christians that literally love serving other people and they get blessed by that. They get a blessing by loving and serving other people. And, um, and I, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's too foreign of an understanding, but I think it's sadly more foreign than what I think Christ or, or myself would want it to be in the church. So. Right. So one of the things that I, I like about this message of this video is, is, you know, we have everything, everything's amazing, you know, but it, it's just not enough. And, and, Sometimes, and of course, I think Professor Allen says, do you think it's more common in the parts of the church uh, that have done away with things like Lent, that built-in season of sacrifice? And and I think that there there comes a time when it's important for us to say, you know what, we do have, we have everything. I mean, I mean, sure, there, there are people listening to this who have, you know, lost their jobs. There are people out there who who are struggling to find out how are we going to pay for some groceries this this week at the grocery store. Sure. But in 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 the reality of how we live our lives here in the United States in the West that uh, compared to some of these other places around the world, you know, people who still today don't have clean dry, drinking water. I mean, it's just astounding to to think how much we have. And and I agree there there comes a time when you know maybe we need to think about taking a fast and and not just like the the tradi- traditional sense of the fast of, of 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 food and stuff like that, but these things like Lent and giving up things for a period of time, just to remind ourselves that there are there are things that that you can get more without having more. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that's an important thing during the season is is to, is to think we can have more without getting more, right? And by yeah. giving up some, and 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 that's I think that's a pr- principle of the Christian faith that we often overlook. And, you know, I I recall back in my days of taking evangelism training in the uh, evangelical church, and and I remember going knocking door to door with some uh, particular churches that that still did those visitations where you'd go and 
and you'd try to knock on somebody's door and, and within an hour and a half in their living room, you'd try to convert them to Christianity and get them to say the prayer and stuff. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been a part of any <laughs> church like that, but I have in the past. And and I and I remember, you know, being one of those super um what do you call that? The the Christian that is all excited about uh zealot. I remember mm-hmm. being a zealot in high school and trying to convert my entire uh entire school body to to Christianity and my biology class and sitting there talking to people and and people would sit and they would throw out their objections to Christianity and I would say things stupid things that I now regret and I and it and it makes my blood uh curl I, it just really weirds me out every time I hear it today things where the, it starts off with a, your life would only be so much better if you would and it's like Wait a second. The, the, yeah. This isn't yeah. about making our life better. This isn't about, you know, God's going to fix your problems if you do this. And right. it, it, it's it's not about this. It, it's about the fact that we are lost and God sent his son to find us. And we should simply be overjoyed about the fact that our creator loves us and, and is calling us back to relationship with him. That's what we get out of it. We get God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, we get relationship with the creator. <laughs> how about that? Yeah. You know, in, how about the fact that, you know, we get to enter into the throne room of God any time of the day yeah, and, and no to sit down yeah. and just have a conversation right. with the guy in charge of everything or, or you know, the, the being in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who I've always thought of as a guy, I don't know, for some reason, but, uh. Anyway, that would be a whole other topic. But so you know, I just uh, let's. uh, So, what are we doing to to help create atmospheres to where um, a sacrifice of the heart, you know, understanding and uh, a giving of oneself selflessly um, is is the understanding that that is that is one of the core values of who we are as Christians. Um, It's you know, yes, the relationship is there, but the relationship is there only because your God sacrificed. Right. You know, your God sacrificed uh, a, a part of himself. Um, and so what are we doing to be able to do this exact same thing to develop relationships with others by doing the same kinds of sacrifices? So. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's move into some of the. Uh, yeah, and you're right, feedback. Nation. Yeah, it, it, but it's it's awesome for community as well. I mean, that's the reason that all of well, this is what, what are you well. agreeing to what he wrote? Because oh, people he said, on the podcast uh, aren't said, uh, seeing that. You are still describing in terms of what the individual gets out of it. And you're right. I mean, yeah, it's a both and thing. Yeah. It's an individual thing, but just like, just like we're talking about the Western world wants to individualize everything. So you're right. That's what kind of, what kind of sacrifice could an entire community actually do? And now you're getting into some amazing, powerful stuff that could occur and could happen in the world. And and, and, and I want to suggest here real quick, because you and I, we come here, we talk about the church, we speak about it generally, um, and, and, we, and we are very critical of so many things. I just want to say, there are churches and there are organizations, there are communities, and there are individuals within churches who are doing some absolutely fantastic, phenomenal things. I mean, it, it's not like there was only one Mother Teresa in this world. Okay, so there was only one Mother Teresa in this world. But there's, it's not like there wasn't other people who had the heart sure. and the kindness and the servant attitude right. that Mother Teresa had. And right. I, will, I will go so far as to say, and, and, and I don't think we do this enough in this podcast, but to say that there are some awesome 
people in our churches, in our own communities, who are doing some phenomenal things on behalf of the sure. kingdom of God and of who are a great Christ-like example for people to just see God in action on this earth. Definitely. Even oh, sure. in this Western world. Oh, yeah, of course. I just yeah. We don't ever say anything like that That's here. Cool. Sure. And I just wanted to point that out. I think I, 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 I don't want people who are listening because we have people in the other parts of the world who have never been to the States. Right. And sure. all if they all they hear is that, you know, gosh, what I would never want to be a Christian. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we talk we, it's kind of like, you know, if it if it if it bleeds it leads kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're almost like the the news of Christianity here. We're it's like so and so did this horrible this week, but uh there's some great things happening in the <laughs> church here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so here's our first voicemail which has not been yet previewed until now. <laughs> Hey, Cliff. Uh, this is uh, Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast, and I wanted to suggest a topic for a, a show, probably a, a future show, uh, depending on how well prepared you are for the topic, uh, if you can do it off the cuff or if it's something you want to look into a little. But I was wondering about uh, both you and DG, uh, your thoughts and beliefs about uh, spiritual warfare. What uh, type of, you know, spiritual warfare are Christians in today? Do you believe in uh, that demons are still working about and uh, creating mischief? Uh, do you believe that, you know, Christians can be oppressed by them? Um, things things like that. And, uh, you know, cite some scriptures to uh, what you base your ideas on. Uh, I think that could be a lively discussion I'd like to hear. Thanks. All right, DG. I'm ready to tackle this one. <laughs> well, go ahead and start off. I'll, All right. I'll, so, I'll... so answer your question. First and foremost, I don't believe that a Christian can be. Um, uh, what is it? There, I can. I believe Christians can be oppressed, but cannot be uh, possessed by by demons. Because once you are a believer in Christ, Christ has has been invited and and uh, he fills your life. But the thing is, is that that doesn't mean that you can't be oppressed. So or, it's, it's like no room. Like the demon walks up and is like, ah, oh, dude, it's filled with Jesus. Gotta that, go. Gotta, that's that's pretty much. There's on. no room in the inn. <laughs> I'm telling you, get it out of here, buddy. Keep on moving. So I don't. I don't believe that that Christians can be possessed by by demons. Now, the fact that I even have a stance that says that I don't believe demons can do this or can do that would it would exemplify probably the fact that I do believe that demons exist. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you believe in the existence. Uh, so so therefore um and yeah, I do believe that there I I believe that demons uh I don't believe that everything we see around you know going around is all satan at work, but I mm-hmm. believe that there's this network if you will. It's like it's like and and I hate to uh well, I'll just pay, say it's a pyramiding scheme scheme and I think that <laughs> you know satan gets his, gets three or four buddies and and then they get three <laughs> or four buddies together and but yeah, I believe that there there was the the, the scriptures talk about um, the the angels. One third of the angels fell from the heavens, something to that nature, or yeah. whether or not that was meant to be literal or whatever. But the fact is, is that scripture talks about the fact that when Satan uh, fell from God's presence and and God's grace, that that he took a, a portion of the angels with him, and those are these demons in my mind. That's mm-hmm. what I have always mm-hmm. understood oh, it to okay. be. Yeah. And I do believe that they are at work in this world trying to keep the spreading of the gospel and uh, to keep us from living victorious lives. I don't think 
that we should, um, one of the things that I think is uh, an unbalanced approach to understanding spiritual warfare is to blame everything on demons and yeah. saying, I'm, I feel so oppressed and, and oh sure. boy, because my daughter just says, I hate you and I wish you would die. Not I'm using strictly hypothetical here, right. but that that's Satan speaking through my daughter. No, that's your daughter's selfish will. He <laughs> <laughs> was rebelling against you. Yeah, that's yeah. not Satan using your child to get at you and your Christianity. Right. So but at the same time, I do believe that you know sometimes it's it's voices in your head and it's and it's kind of like temptation i feel mm. like there th- mm. that some of that is uh real and uh very spiritual in nature so dg you and i have just barely touched the surface the surface of this way back several episodes ago back when you first came on board Tell us what tell us what your thoughts are. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you um, <laughs> very much at all. I I do think that um, yeah, number one, I think that Christ defeated Satan, and I, I think that <laughs> if you give Satan too much credit, then you then you're dismissing that fact. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, even though that Satan is still allowed to be able to continue to be at work, his hands are still tied. There's, you know, he's been defeated. He just doesn't know it yet. Kind of a thing. Uh, it's almost like the the move has been made, the sacrificial pawn has been played, and and so Satan has taken the pawn that he thought was you know Jesus, and, but in reality when he took that pawn he just got checkmate, right? <laughs> and the game's you know game's still not over. This is a horrible analogy. I do not Thank believe you. that God and Satan are playing a, a game of chess. With yeah, us. no doubt. And besides, I, I you've <laughs> lost the whole analogy on chess because I know nothing about chess. Oh, okay, well. Well, anyway, for those of you, other who, than you, the you fact that they used that. to have a Star Wars version, and I taught myself how to play CP three C three PO takes over RTD two, and nice. it, was really, it was really cool. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably do know chess. You just don't know it as knight and rook, exactly. And pawn. Anyway, um, I actually I I enjoy playing chess. I'm horrible at it, but I still enjoy playing it. It's kind of like bowling. <laughs> nice. I enjoy doing it, but I'm horrible at it. Um, but no, I, I, I do think that there are way too many times where people want to blame Satan for something. I think it's vice versa, too. I think there's a lot of times where people want to blame God for something, um, whether it be an earthquake or, you know, whatever else. Oh, yes. Um, and and so I think it it's it's something that uh, just it, it's a discernment issue. It really is. I mean, just you'd have to figure out, OK, is this is this something that's, um, you know, that's literally just coming from within a, a human being, or is it something that's an outside source? I do believe that the outside sources are there, of course, and um, but I think that a lot of the inside sources are given too much. The outside sources are giving too much credit as well, right? Uh, so I don't necessarily have a, a perfect answer for that. I haven't really. I've never been a part of an exorcism. I, no, <laughs> there's nothing in the Methodist Book of Doctrine that says this is how to do an exorcism. Or anything like that. Amityville Horror. Just watch that. You, yeah, it, go. It, use that as your textbook. Okay. <laughs> Holy water check. Cross check. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Silver bullets just in case check. Yeah. It's Very too- creepy house out in the middle of nowhere. Check. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, I, I and there's a lot of people that would say that a lot of those things that were happening in the, in the New Testament where it came to. Uh, demon possessions or something else like that. We're really just medical thing. Like I'm just, I'm giving you all the different theories that people are saying yep. that are just, uh, you know, it's just medical things that they didn't understand. And so they just chalked it up to the demon. Uh, and, the, and the medical world does that too. There's two or three diagnoses that when they really don't know what it is, they just kind of call it this. Yep. <laughs> and then they can hopefully find out what it is later on. But 
Now, he asked for some some scripture reference to back any of this stuff up. I Unfortunately, I did not take time to uh, look any of this stuff up because we just played the voicemail. But I will say the the one I'm not sure of is the the angels that fell from the you know from God's grace the the one third of the angels or whatever. Uh, it's OT. But, yeah. but but I, I'm I'm certain it is in there. There's no question about the fact that it's in there, or else I wouldn't have uh, shared it. Um, but I will share with you Ephesians chapter six verse eleven through thirteen. It says, "Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes." Well, first of all and foremost, that explains to me that first of all. There are schemes that are being planned out by the devil and his his armies of of demons out this out in this world, because in verse 12, it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, which means it's not just against the other person. It's not against just normal people. Sometimes it's against the rulers, against the authorities and against the powers of this of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I mean, it's clear that there's something that is being talked about here by Paul to the to the uh, church in Ephesus, and it's uh, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. So right. so he there is definitely talk in the scripture about the fact of uh, the evil forces in the heavenly realms, right, and that sure. our struggle here uh, we do struggle against flesh and blood but we also struggle something beyond that right and and so it's there's there are things at play beyond ourselves beyond our emotions beyond our personalities beyond our thoughts right. there are spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms that are interact that are participating uh in 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 our struggles on this earth so yeah i absolutely believe it beyond that I just want to suggest that there are there are some extremes out there, and we all must learn to live balanced life. That's one thing God has called me to 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 understand is that it. it I think it would be foolish, and I and I and I mean that word in the in the in the, in in the, the historical head. sense. Yeah, yes, yeah. it would be foolish. A fool returns to his folly like a dog returns to vomit. Exactly, <laughs> it would be foolish for us to ignore the fact that Satan and demons are out there and that they're at play. And, and to just ignore that and to go on our merry way. Right. Because we can be enticed to, and, and I think that this is why many of us uh, get sometimes caught up in this, um, what do you call that, when you just, when you, apathy. You know, you, you see so many things and you start, and, I, and for me, you know, right. I, I start pointing out, I see all the things that are wrong in all the things I don't like about the church or about right. this and about that. And, and finally I say, well, what good would it be for me to get involved? Because this is all failure anyway. And, and I just sit there and, and you know what, I just think I'll, you know, I really enjoy watching television and sure I go to work and, and, and I'm just going to live my own personal me self life. And, right, sure. and, and, and that's what I think that. You know, when we when we have relationships with people and we have conflict, which I, I think would be another discussion uh, to have uh, either yeah. here or down the road. But uh, <laughs> when, there there are times when maybe it's not that demons are working through our friends. That's the other extreme of this, that demons right. have possessed your friend and right. and stuff. <laughs> well, and they're just all out to get you. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact is we have conflict and you have to understand I I think it I think a balanced approach is to understand that sometimes you have thoughts and you have feelings and you have emotions and how you're reacting to that. But sometimes there can be thought I believe thoughts introduced that says, "You know what? Here's how you handle this." 
you know, and yeah. then all of the scheming. It's and just, it, but it's the dude on the left shoulder. It's the dude on the left. Not the angel on the right shoulder. It's, <laughs> just, I, you know, you know, I, I really, I know that that sounds crazy, but it, yeah. you, do you think I'm crazy if I believe that there is a little bit of reality to the to the to the blue guy on the left and the red guy well, on the right? I, I think it's just a cartoony understanding of what's going on. But yeah, I mean, I, it's it's just it's just a fun way of kind of trying to explain something. Exactly. Know? Yeah, no, I, but I think that it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I have never experienced um, that I know of. Uh, I've never experienced someone who's been possessed by a demon or, or something like that. No, I have not. Either. Um, and I have I have been into a place where I could literally sense that that evil was present. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, I, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it was just it was just a sense and it was very real and it was very. Um, just thick and and um, verboding. Is that is that a word? That, verboding. Yeah, I, I, I'm within the context of how you're explaining it. I, right. Yeah, I've been I've been in those places. Exactly. I mean, and we when we and I literally felt that that there was something other going on. Yes. But I've only experienced that maybe three times my entire life. <coughs> and, and 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 so and there are and, the, and then there's sometimes like uh, like my wife and I are trying to do the adoption thing, and we you know we <laughs> mentioned that last time. But um, there are some times where, you know, doors are, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. And it's, and it's, well, it's not the adoption thing. It's just life in general. There's just sometimes you're just sitting there thinking, I'm trying to get something off the ground for the kingdom here. And every time it seems to be thwarted. And, yeah. and you're just, it, it gets to be so frustrating that that the the only last explanation, I mean, it really is the last explanation in my book of something other than outside is going on. You know, I really do try to sift it through, you know, Hey, what really is going on here? Is it just life? Is it, you know, is it just whatever else? But there are some times that that that's, that's the only explanation that I have. It's just, it's too coincidental. It's too, you know, what are the odds kind of a thing? You know, absolutely. I'm I'm willing to chalk it up to the odds a lot. But, but, but here's the thing. I believe as Christians that we have a power and, and we have, we've got to live into the fact that Christ has defeated all of this evil. Absolutely. And, and, and so when we, when we hit that thing and we hit that stuff or we, we, we experience that, that evilness or whatever else, you have the ability, just like what you're saying with the arm of God, to stand. Yes. You have the ability to stand. And it's not you. It's not you doing the stand. Nope. I mean, you can you can have to rely on the armor you're wearing and and the Christ that lives within you, of course. Uh, it's not about you. It really is about the kingdom and about Christ. But um and then what if what happens if an entire community, once again, going away from the individual, going what if the community understood this and could stand? Yes. Um there's a here's here's a good example, and I'm not saying that this is that this is um, demons or, or Satan or anything else. I'm actually saying that this is what it looks like for a community to stand. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with IHN, but Interfaith Hospitality Network. Uh, what these people do is they basically take homeless families, mom, father, or just single parent, but with kids, homeless, and they bring them into different churches de- during different parts of the week. They, they feed them breakfast. They spend the night with them in the church and then they, and then they feed uh, feed dinner with them the night before breakfast the next morning, drive them to a workplace, you know, so they have no car. They have no place to live. They have no place to stay. So they're providing a car. They're providing a church for them 
to do these things. They have a 90 something percent success rate of getting homeless families back on their feet and into apartments and getting them jobs. Unbelievable. You know, I'm just like, wow, that's an awesome industry. They they're the one that's in Northern Kentucky here. They just bought a building across the street from them that uh, is filled with basically apartments, but they're all really run down. It's in a, that's in an area that they're trying to revitalize, Mm -hmm. which basically is, is government terms for it. Let's kick all the poor people out so we can make this, you know, a a place that people want to go be at and live in again. And, they're trying to be able to create that to be multifamily, you know, housing so that after they're doing this, this thing by staying in churches, the next step is to literally have them live together, cook their meals there, and then they can be able to get back on their feet and, and go buy another apartment and go buy a house or something like that. Right. He is having so much problems with the city. Yep. <laughs> because the city does not want that to be a multifamily building um, uh, kind of a thing. And, and I mean, they have, there, there's lawyers involved. They really can't, I, I shouldn't, I, well, I don't know how many local people listen to this. <laughs> if you're many. local to this, please don't make a big deal about this yet. Um, because they're, they're asking not to make this publicly yet. Uh, but I told him, I said, dude, the community of Florentine Methodist church, and I'll do every, everything I possibly can for everyone else. If you need signatures, if you need people to, to show about what the importance of this is for society and for these families. And these families are going to continue with the economy that we have. Um, then let's, let's stand, you know, I'm letting you know that there is going to be a group of people that are going to stand right here. Right. And we're going to be standing with righteousness and virtue. That is, you know, our shield (laughs) and, and things like that. And, and we're ready. We got some shoes of readiness and all kinds of stuff, you know, that we can put on. But anyway, I just, that's just one of those things where you're just like, come on, you've got to be kidding me. Right. You know, what is the purpose of society? Is the purpose of society so we can make it look like none of this bad stuff's happening or that we're dealing with some of this bad stuff? Right. And I'm not saying that Satan's a a cause of that or demons are a cause of that. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just, I really think that this is one of those places where the church could stand. And if if we could practice standing there then I think that we would be much, much better about standing when it's, when it really is evil and, and Satan. Yeah. And, and I think the important thing is to understand what is this full armor of God that, that, that is being spoken about here in Ephesians chapter six. And of course, I think what it's important, what's important to understand is that we need to uh, make sure that when we are putting on the armor of God, and I encourage people to go and read all of uh, Ephesians, I believe it's chapter six. Yeah, Ephesians chapter six, uh, starting around verse ten or so, and and really understand what it means to spend time being prepared by God to face the things that we'll face in this world, and understand that we're going to face them. Some of it's going to be uh, spiritual in nature. Some of it's just going to be our own selfish nature. And uh, we must be prepared to stand and to persevere through many things. And we ought to consider it pure joy. Uh, when we face trials of many kinds, mm-hmm. and and it's only then that our our faith is made pure and complete, and we'll be mature, able to accomplish much for the kingdom of God. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to so our next, next voicemail. Next voicemail. Great, great topic. This is oh yeah. I just wanted to play this and and let him know that there's absolutely no way that we're going to be able to understand what this voicemail says. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll just I'll go to the middle of it. See if you can give us a better recording. Or something. Obviously, this Catholic and Protestant, you know, not you have 
<laughs> so somebody called in from their voice from their cell phone and had an absolutely bad connection. Bad connection. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna play. Yeah, the- I heard Protestants, Catholics, Episcopalians, and I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, but, and who was this? So if that was you, please do us a favor. Call us from a landline. Maybe Ryan, Ryan from something.com. I, I'm not really sure. But if we would love to hear your voicemail. If you could uh, give us a call, 859-795-4067, and, and give us a shot, shot from a, a voicemail or, or from a landline. And, yeah. uh, and we'd goes, love of course, to talk goes about it. Any listener, I mean, what you're hearing now is from listeners, so please... If you've ever gotten a conversation going and you have a question, please just throw it out there. Yep. And, and I mean, not to, and, and those of you out there driving in your car, you can call in on a cell phone. Just we'll let you know if it doesn't come through. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, let, many not of these many calls yet. come in. Yeah. <laughs> many of these calls come in from cell phones and they sound just fine, but that one was just a really bad connection. Moving on to our last call of the day. Hey, Cliff. It's Fred from Long Island. I'm calling about the, uh, about the church podcast number 70 about Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, I have to say that um, I'm a little behind on the About the Church podcast uh, listening. Uh, when I saw this title, it jumped to the top of my list because uh, I've had an interest in the topic of cults and religious movements for a long time. I've done a lot of reading on the subject and the subject of Christian apologetics, and uh, so obviously caught my interest right away. And hearing Mark Hunter on the podcast was was even more exciting to me because obviously I'm familiar with him from your previous talks on various podcasts. And uh, hearing his story, you know, his, his background and everything, uh, very exciting. Uh, and I wish him and his family all the best in their uh, courageous decision uh, in what they've done. And I, I want to say uh, in agreement with what you said that my my interest in these movements has never been to mock anyone or to call anyone out for their false beliefs or anything like that. Um, when I've had Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door uh, here on, on Long Island, we're obviously in the shadow of the, the Watchtower complex in Brooklyn, uh, so it's, it's pretty widespread here. And um, whenever they've come to my door, I've tried to be compassionate and, and talk to them as best I could. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the time I'm just sort of uh, feeding them um, questions that they are already well prepared to answer, and I don't know that I've really changed anyone's <laughs> mind, but um, I have had to try tried to have compassionate discussions with them and uh, really interact with them as, as people, and, and a few in particular came to my house several weeks, uh, I guess, you know, a few months in a row, and um, got to know them a little bit. Uh, but anyway, that's why I wanted to call and say that I'm, I'm really excited about um, these kind of discussions happening on your podcast and uh, hope to hear many more in the future. So thanks. All right. Thank you very much, Fred, from Long Island. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Um, it's funny that, <laughs> that, you know, we probably went at least a year and a half, maybe two years without seeing a single Jehovah's Witness come and knock on our door. And within seven days of recording that podcast, DG, yeah, two times. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're like knocked a, on the door. Yeah, we're. I think we're target now. Not a single, <laughs> not a single soul has knocked on our door. Really, Mormon or uh, Latter Day Saints or uh, Jehovah's Witness? JW. Wow. wow. Here, so, while we're here, we had we had a little bit of the Watchtower uh, folks 
show up in Santa Fe. And I, it, it, Tiffany's the one who took the the cult class in seminary. And so I want, I want to hear what she says because I didn't get to take the class. Right. <laughs> and so I'm like, come over. We'd love to feed you, but I just want you to come over when my wife is here. Uh, so we can both be present. <laughs> so I could sick her on no, you. No, that's, that's what not what thinking. I mean. Come no, on, man. No, I, was... but, no, I honestly <laughs> want to say, I want to find out like what, you know, what she learned in class and how they would be able to speak to that. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's a, that's a big deal for me because I didn't have the class and I don't, I wouldn't know exactly how to speak to it other than just let those people know I love them and I care for them. Right. Um, and you know, I'd be interested in what they're saying and what would be different. It's like, I want to take the class that they took you know what I'm saying? Right. That that they took on apologetics <laughs> yeah. to be able to say, you know, like, for example, um, I mean, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, my wife actually dated uh, a Latter-day Saint when she was in high school. And so she actually formed her faith through the conversations that she had with him. Really? And, and of course she's not on, on that side, you know? Right. But, but it was, it was very frustrating for her because when she said, do you believe in the Trinity? They would very easily say, yeah. Right. And then she says, do you believe in God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit? then they would have to say no. Right. But it's it's very misleading if someone said, well, do you believe in the Trinity? They say, well, of course we believe in the Trinity. They're like, oh, okay, great. That's wonderful. I thought you guys were crazy wacko. You know, right. and you're going, no, that's kind of deceptive. It really is a little mm-hmm. bit, a little deceptive. A little bit. Yeah. But anyway. So anyway, uh, last bit of feedback that I have here came in the form of an email from our friend Richard over in the UK. And we talked about... Um, what is the def- definition of the church and all that other stuff? But uh, he came across something uh, in a, where he, somebody had shared, I guess he read something somewhere. Anyway, somebody was sharing something that they found in a Pusan, Korea, a church in Pusan, Korea, where when a new person joins the church, the members of this church recite together this. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. We covenant to love you with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love that puts your interest as a priority. Nothing you do will stop us from loving you. If your actions dishonor Christ, we will tell you so, but in the spirit of love. We will pray for you daily by name. Everything we have here is at your disposal. We will honestly tell you how we feel about the level of your spiritual maturity from this from time to time. If this means pain for each of us, we will trust our relationship enough to take the risk, realizing that in speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into Christ who is the head. We are committed to you because of what God has designed us to be in his loving creation. Mm. That is cool. And Richard says maybe a little too intense for an entire church, but perhaps this (laughs) would be great for a small group. And I, the only thing that kind of throws me off is the I will pray for, for you by name. By yeah, name. It's, like, it's like okay, seventeen thousand people in this place. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I'm serious. It, when when you even start getting to forty people in the church, oh, of course, I'm not gonna pray. Uh, right. I'm I'm not one of those guys that wake up and wakes up and have to prays on, for three hours. Yeah, you, know, you can in the pray morning. for the church and move on because <laughs> God, God got. But you. this what what an awesome what an awesome statement for like a small group, you know. I, it is not too much for me to commit and to covenant to praying for, you know, 13 people by name each day. You know, that right. that's not too much. Right. No. You, you see what I'm saying? So that that's what I that, that anyway, Richard, thank you for that. That was very cool. All right. So let me go ahead and start our little music that gets us three minutes and 27 seconds. <laughs> Nice. So anyway, um, lots of fun stuff. We would love for you guys to participate in the conversation. 
just like Rick in Wisconsin bringing up the topic of um, of spiritual warfare. Maybe you have some thoughts on spiritual warfare. Have yeah, you ever sure. have you ever encountered a, 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 yeah. a possessed person before? Um, have you you know have you had the little red guy and the little blue guy fight it out? You want to share your story <laughs> right in front of your face? You you ever see them just jump off the shoulders and really have at it on the table in front of you? Uh, <laughs> Have your doctor get him, get him, get him, get have, him. have your doctor prescribe some extra medications and no. it's like a big uppercut. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Seriously though, we we want to hear about we want to hear what's going on in your mind. Uh we're still waiting for other people. You know, what when you think of the church, wh- what do you you know, what's going on in your mind? Yeah. Uh yeah. just spark some discussion here for the About the Church podcast. Um, if you think DG and I have this, like, you know, don't even think about introducing new stuff because we have like this, this planned out agenda. Not, not the case. Not the case, my <laughs> friend. And, not the case. and we will not. Um, the only, the only thing is I, I did get an email from somebody this week. They said they suggested a book. They, they emailed me and says, Hey, here's a book I, or, that was talked about on, uh, on another podcast. I'd love for you guys to read this book and come and review it on your podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, uh, that's the one thing, and, and I'm just being up front with you guys, it's the one thing that's probably not going to happen for me on this podcast because, well, first of all, I've got a big stack of books, and, and they're from all rangings of topics, but right now God's really calling me to to focus on self-discipline, on uh, books on improving, you know, some ideas about how I form myself as a father and as a husband and some, some development there and and uh, yeah, so so I've got a lot of reading to do, and and just you know reading about some random uh, different things right now is just not in the in the near future for me. So right, but but if you want to, here's the, I, I barely remember that though. We can still talk about it, even though we haven't read the book. What was yeah. the book about? I don't. Well, we'll talk about it later. Okay, but anyway, but if you've read a book and you want to say kind of give like maybe even a. Uh, two yeah. minutes synopsis of what yeah. it said. Yeah, it's like, let's do it. What do you think? And and we will even say, well, we haven't read the book, but we're going to totally give you an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we'll we'll fine, preface it with we haven't read the book, and so in all fairness to the author, we have no clue. But we'll we'll definitely give you our opinion and sure. and speak generally about the church. Yeah. So please follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash argon fifty two a r o g o n. 52 and follow me on twitter twitter.com slash gspn and go to the forums in gspn too it just i just saw that it just says mention the forum on your back we don't have a forum forum area for about the church no in fact that's a good thing to just bring up here right now it's it's the one topic uh faith-based discussions are not prohibited in the forum but they're not encouraged in the forum because uh, the idea about the forum and the community is is building relationships upon shared passions and politics and religion, not great for building relations yeah. when you don't know the person already. Right. And Professor Allen, thank you. Please go check out PraxisPodcast.com. And the Guys Podcast, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs>